Welcome to the New Money Habits Podcast, where we talk about how to create a better plan for your money so you don't have to live paycheck to paycheck. Here are your hosts, Sarah Jones and Nino Villa. Welcome back, Budgeteers. Coach Nino Villa here alongside me, my partner on the airways. It's Sarah Jones. Hey, Sarah. How are you? Hey, Nino. Hey, everyone. Doing very well. And where are you joining us from today? Hmm. Well, by the time most of you are listening to this, we've probably just finished up being at the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally. Ooh. <laughs> Sturgis. More stories on that to come, I'm sure. But <laughs> <laughs> Wow. All right. <clears throat> that, uh, it's interesting because uh, not that I've ever – okay, I've ridden a motorcycle once. Um but even though that's never really kind of been my thing, I've daydreamed about it. Uh, mm. Just the the idea of Sturges and and just this this confluence of you know bikers and RVers and all that just coming and and having a big old party has always just kind of intrigued me. Um, us as well. <laughs> that's why we're <laughs> oh. here. We've. <laughs> We are avid motorcyclists. I mean, we do ride quite a bit and, you know, I will consider us part of the biker community. Um, but we have never been to a big rally. Now, Arizona has Arizona Bike Week and Cave Creek Bike Week that we love. Um, mm. Nothing that compares to the Sturgis attendance. Um, but I'm really... And again, when you guys are listening to it, it's already over. But as we're speaking right now, it hasn't happened. And I'm really kind of, I am intrigued. I am just to be surrounded by that energy. And I'm not going to lie, guys. I love the sound of a good motorcycle. And so hearing it and just hmm, the smell of leather that's right <laughs> up my alley. So <laughs> awesome. Um, I used to like a good sounding motorcycle. And now like I'm on a... I'm on a pretty main <laughs> artery right here and at, you know, 11 o'clock at night, two o'clock in the morning, mm. certain people just have to like hit it a couple extra times. And they're like, really? It's like the middle of the night. Nobody <laughs> wants to hear that. Anyway, <laughs> I'm such an old, yeah. old guy that, you know, got to get to bed early. And yet sleep. we're the same age. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> All oh, right. Well, shoot. why are we here today? We are going to bear all. Um, you know, the at the end of the day, financial coaches uh, have to manage their money too, and sometimes <laughs> we do things that make our make ourselves scratch our heads. Or you know, we're not perfect. We are perfectly imperfect. Um, but uh, you know, I thought we thought that it would be just really fun to kind of talk about some of the potholes and, or, you know, things that we've done uh, so that hopefully we're a little bit more relatable and you guys don't necessarily think, not that I think any of our listeners truly think that we've got it all together. Cause if you've been <laughs> listening for any period of time, you know better and you know, we don't, right. but you know that at least we mean well and, and we learn from our mistakes and then we help our clients hopefully avoid some of the mistakes that we have made or at least manage their money. Well, uh, in, in ways that other people might be like, I can't believe you did that. But before we get in all that, 
Don't miss out on valuable financial insights. Subscribe to the New Money Habits podcast today and unlock a wealth of knowledge to empower your financial journey. Stay up to date with the latest episodes as Sarah and I discuss practical tips, host expert guests, and have thought-provoking discussions on all things money-related. Hit that subscribe button now and join our community of savvy listeners. All right, so we're going to bear it all, Sarah. We're going to tear all our dirty laundry. (laughs) Maybe not all of it because there's not enough time. There's not enough time, right? (laughs) Right. But we'll give you the the, the best stuff. We'll we'll air the dirtiest of laundry and show you Mm. uh, a little bit behind the curtain. So do you dare go first? Oh, geez. Um, Well, I'd be happy to go first because I've got a whole list. I mean, it's almost like, where do I start? Um, And, you know, I'm going to be really honest. So we, we've, put together a a few notes, you know, things that I wanted to talk about. Well, one that just came to mind that I didn't have on my list here that I want to share because I think it's really important that um, my husband and I have been debt-free twice. Mm. We have been debt-free twice. We worked so hard um, to be debt-free the first go around from um, 2006 to 2010. We worked really hard. We paid off. I don't have my numbers right in front of me a significant amount of money um, of debt. And we were debt free for only four months and we incurred um, and then paid off um, and then saved uh, another significant amount of money from 2010 to 2018 to become debt free for the second time. So, you know, I think that's worth sharing, you know, and it is sometimes it kind of feels like some dirty laundry because I'm like, I was debt free once and then here I went back into debt again, you know, and that was mm-hmm. really hard to, to handle, but guys, sometimes it happens and I hadn't developed the mindset or the habits yet to stay debt free. Um, but yep, debt free twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have not yet been fully 100% debt free for the first time. Part of my dirty laundry is that I've had these student loans kind of hanging about Um, Mm -hmm. but that's because, you know, I made a decision a while ago, uh, that for a while I was doing income-based repayment to get us out of all the other debt, the consumer debt, the credit cards, the, the vehicles. So got out of all that debt and then was kind of staring at the student loans and, um, somebody that has kind of been my financial coach in ways, um, said something really interesting to me. She mentioned that you can continue to pay these, um, these larger payments every single month, but because it's a fixed loan next month, you're still going to owe that minimum monthly payment. And that's not going to have changed. So she's like, based off of interest rate and some other things, right? Because I got to reconsolidate my loans when interest rates were really low, right? Mm. Not that we experienced that anymore, but (laughs) because of the interest rate, it was like, look, you can take that money. And basically she got me to think about the opportunity cost involved. What am I missing out on if I'm aggressively paying it down, but the, the minimum monthly payment hasn't gone away. And so she's like, until you've paid it off, and now you don't owe the minimum monthly payment. She's like, either sock it away into an account that's growing. So get like a high interest, uh, or a high yield interest savings account and just kind of 
put it over here and allow it to, to accumulate. And then when you get to that number, the payoff number, then pay it off. So you're still kind of in the same mindset. Like I'm, I'm aggressively putting money into this account so that I can pay off my, uh, my student loans. Or she's like, there's going to be other opportunities that 10 years from now, you're going to look back and be like, I missed out on this opportunity because I was aggressively paying off my student loans. Mm -hmm. And she's like, you have to, you have to reconcile for yourself if you're okay with that. And I wasn't, I wasn't okay. on missing out on opportunities for me and my family because of these pesky student loans. So I reconsolidated them to a low interest rate. I it stopped doing the income-based repayment thing and I put it on a path that it will be paid off, just not today. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's one thing, you know, I've, um, good or bad, have <clears throat> um, never had student loans to, um, I'll use the word deal with. Um, but plenty of other debt for sure. Um, you know, one thing that's really shown up for me and I'll say, you know, I've, I've talked about my scarcity mindset with money quite a bit on this podcast and, you know, and I'll be real honest guys. And this is another, you know, call it a dirty secret, but scarcity has shown up for me this year again. Um, in a lot of ways. And, you know, I talk so much about it that sometimes it's hard to admit that it's kind of shown back up for me. Um, and, and it's shown up in ways that even though we've planned, my default before was always, and I've shared it before, but if you've missed it, that I've always said, I do some shady stuff to, to, <laughs> to not pull out of my savings account for like the emergencies or the unexpected things that come up. You know, if I put money into a savings account, I will do about anything humanly possible to not pull out of the savings account. But that really plays into the scarcity mindset because if the savings, if that's what that account is for, then I shouldn't have scarcity pulling out of it when those unexpected events happen, right? Like mm. that's what that account is for. But, um, you know, cost of living is a little bit higher and, and traveling, you know, it's, it's, repairs, you know, it, it's costed us a little bit more and scarcity has definitely shown up for me. And, um, you know, kind of fell back into some of those old habits of really, even though we have money in specific accounts for specific things, I end up stressing about it. I end up stressing like, oh, well, we won't eat for a week so we can, you know, it's not that bad, but that's what goes <laughs> right. through my mind, right? I fall, I have fallen right back into that scarcity mindset and it's not easy to admit that when I talk so much about it, but the good news is, is that I recognize it and then I can make steps, you know, take steps to correct it again. So I recognize a little bit earlier, but I just want to share if that's something that you've had happen, you know, falling back into those mindsets that are not healthy. It happens to the best of us. Mm. Hmm. The mindset stuff is, uh, is really interesting, right? Because um, you think you have so much control over that. And sometimes you, our circumstances around us really attack that mindset. We, we can have the healthiest, um, maturest mindset about something and circumstances just come knocking at the door. You know, we've heard it in the past. It's Murphy's Law, right? Murphy is showing up and he's bringing his, his friends. Um <laughs> And just trying to attack our peace and our confidence and our 
our that mindset that we have that we're like we know we know that it's going to be fine and everything will be taken care of um for me one of the things that um i also want to admit and bear all is i changed my thinking about certain things and so um I once upon a time I was all about like I'm just going to pay off the debt and I'm going to pay off the house and I'm just going to get out of it and whatever, right? And and that's still kind of the plan, but it's not just like the student loans. It's not as aggressive. And along the way, I was kind of presented an, an option. Basically, I we were kind of growing in this house. We bought this house 13 years ago. We're growing in this house. We're feeling like it's getting a little bit small. And what do people typically do when they feel like they start to outgrow their home? It's time to sell and buy something bigger and and, and whatever, right? But if you're if you're selling your starter home, uh, even if you're getting some money out of it, if you're selling high, you're buying high. So it's like, man, if we were going to sell, even take the proceeds, put it down as a down payment, we're going to be in a mortgage that's higher, whatever, whatever. So I was like, you know what? What if we just look at the house and made a couple of upgrades? And would the upgrades then satisfy that itch that we have for a little bit more space or whatever? So, uh-oh, I established a home equity line of credit <laughs> so that I could upgrade the house which then kept us in the house for the next five years because that was five years ago. Mm-hmm. And so instead of like, yes, I took on some debt and yes, between the primary mortgage and the home equity line, my mortgage payment went up a little bit, but you know what it didn't do? It didn't go up as much as it would have if I would have sold and bought bigger. And so I changed the way I thought about that. I was like, wait a minute, we're supposed to be debt-free except for a mortgage, I've heard in the industry, right? And so I know that doesn't necessarily include a home equity line of credit, but I was like, wait a minute, these two things, the primary mortgage and the second, I owe less together than I would had I sold and bought something else. And so my payments are also smaller. And so I had to change the way I thought about something to see it differently, to open up an avenue that allowed us to um, make our home a little bit more functional, but also satisfied the space that we needed so that we didn't feel the itch to move. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, it's really, it is about perspective, right? And um, just making choices and and um, doing what's really best for your family, right? Mm-hmm. Might be a, against the grain from what other people think, but it's about doing what's best for, for you. You know, I have one that might shock you because I've been pretty vocal about something. Um, so I have one that, that might shock you. Um, are you all ready for this? I'm sitting down. We use a credit card now for everything. <laughs> Whoa, if you guys can't see because you're not watching on YouTube, <laughs> I am blown away. I just got blown back into my chair because <laughs> Sarah doesn't use credit cards. I've, I've been 
I've been pretty vocal about, you know, we've used them for fuel while traveling, but I didn't like the way that they made me feel, you know, and you and I have had several conversations about made me feel I was paying for last month's stuff this month, but gasp, we use a credit card for everything during the month now, minus, minus our contributions to retirement, because you cannot use a credit card for that. <laughs> right, right. Um, and minus my cell phone bill because I get a discount for paying out of my regular debit account. So that still comes out. But everything else now we use a credit card for. Um, and, you know, I call that kind of a, a bear all, you know, like this dirty little secret because I think credit cards are given such bad name, you know, mm -hmm. out and don't use it. And, and we've talked about this. They're just a tool. And as long as you use the tool in the right way, you can use it very successfully. And, and um, I wouldn't say I was necessarily stressed out about how we were doing things before, but since we switched, I freaking love it. I love it. What? Which is a huge shift for me, huge shift. But this just goes to show that just because you did something before or you didn't like something before doesn't mean that your life hasn't changed and your discipline hasn't changed that it can't now benefit you, right? Yeah. And um, it goes back to, doing what's best for your family, even though it might go against the norms out in the world. Yes. Well, welcome to <laughs> convenience. I, you know, for me, like you said, it's a tool, right? And and we've had this discussion, but I'll, I'm going to digress and I'm going to, I'm going to go on this tangent for just a moment because the protection, the convenience and the protection, I very much rather put the bank's money at risk than my own, right? And so uh, with as much traveling as you and your husband do and, and whatnot, um, I wouldn't, I just wouldn't want to put my money at risk. So a credit card would be like, this is just, just a extra layer of protection. And like you said, it's just a tool. And as long as you use the tool properly, and we've said before, mm -hmm. it's a tool like a circular saw is a tool. A circular saw is a very helpful, very necessary tool for a carpenter. It's also a very dangerous tool. They can cut mm -hmm. a limb off. They can cut a finger off. Like it, that can be very dangerous. So credit cards are the same. They're very helpful. They're very <clears throat> powerful tools that can also be very dangerous if you don't use the tool properly. So learn how to use the tool property, pr property, properly. There's an <laughs> L in that word somewhere. <laughs> but I trust Sarah, you know how to use the tool properly. And that's why you're feeling a sense of um, some of that stress kind of just going away. I definitely do now. And I will say, you know, before we used it and paid it <clears> off every <throat> month, but it was very stressful. Now we've been using it and paying it off every month and it's not stressful. It's actually eased. You know, it, it, it actually mm. showed me that I was carrying some stress around that I just hadn't recognized. Right. And so this simplified things for us. It's simplified so much. I make one payment a month now for everything. And I'm just like, dang, this is amazing. Right now. Mm. Will I say, is, is it for everybody? No. And will I continue to do it this way? I have no idea. I'm going to do it until it no longer works for us. Right. And then I'll, I'll move on to something different, but um, for right now, I think I've worked on the mindset, you know, quite a bit. I understand how I can use it better. Um, 
I understand how our life is different now. And I was just like, what if we just give this a go? And I'll tell you, um, I think it'll be around for a little while. But yeah. Yeah. As somebody who has been doing it for a while, let me give you this piece of advice because, like you said, it's not for everybody. But if you're going to make that switch, if, you, if you're listening to the show right now and you're thinking like, yeah, you know, it would be easier just to kind of put everything on on um, auto pay with the credit card and then just make the credit card payment at the at the end of the month or whatever. Um, just because you're using it for things like uh, automatic bills and maybe some other very specific spends within your budget, keep it there. You don't use it unless it's on your budget first, right? Mm -hmm. And that's going to be, when you first make the shift, it's really easy to remind yourself of that because you haven't been using it. So you're like, you're really disciplined. That's one of those disciplines that will be um, kind of attacked over time. Like, can you stay disciplined? Are you going to use that credit card when it hasn't been budgeted? And just kind of keep that in the forefront of your mind uh, as you're doing that. No, I appreciate that. And I think that that's why I feel so comfortable doing it now is because we've been so disciplined on our budget. You know, we've been so disciplined and, and not in a bad way, but we understand how to use our money to let mm -hmm. it work for us. Right. And, and I think that's why it didn't work before um, is because I didn't have that discipline, you know, in the credit card, we were using it for things that showed up that we hadn't planned for now, because we've been doing this for so long, I feel really comfortable. So I appreciate that reminder because um, I think it can be easy again to fall into those, those I'll call them a trap, you know, those, those things that kind of cycle back into our life. So. Yep. I, uh, I've admitted this on an episode previously, so this might not be as dirty laundry, uh, as, as, uh, or as scandalous as everybody would hope. <laughs> um, but last September, we're going on a, almost a year now, last September, uh, I leased my very first car and it, that's <laughs> something I, you know, five years ago, if you would have been like, Nino, you're going to lease a car. I'd be like, ha you are crazy. No, I will not. <laughs> Because I really, 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 really like the idea of buying a vehicle and repairing it. And last year, we just got to a point with our minivan, as much as I, I wanted to continue to repair it, it just financially, it was hitting us every couple of months. It was one thing after another. Uh, the um, the guy I take the, the car to got to a point where he was like, you know, I cannot in good faith tell you that this is the last repair. I know it's the next one, but I cannot promise you that it's the last one. And so, you know, I did not make that decision lightly, but I made the decision to lease a vehicle. And here we are, we're about 10 months into that. Uh, right now, other than the monthly payment, I don't really have regrets. It is nice to drive around in a car that isn't overheating or <laughs> not turning on or doesn't blow cold air in the 118 degree <laughs> Phoenix heat. Mm -hmm. So while I don't like the payment, when I think about you know what it was costing us to repair, and if I would have taken that number and divided it by 12, I was getting to the same number as this lease payment. So I don't like the payment part of it, but at the same time, I don't really have regrets about getting my family into a brand new vehicle. 
I'm not going to do that whole safe and reliable thing. Although it has some pretty cool safety features. I will tell you though, <laughs> going from the brand new car with all the safety features to driving my car, which is a 2008 Dodge Caliber with 189,000 miles on it. And it has treated us so well. Um, I have to remember it doesn't have all those same safety features. So when I'm going to go like, change lanes and I turn on my turn signal, I actually do have to like look over my shoulder because I'm not going to get a little beep, 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 beep to let me know somebody's in my blind spot. Um, but uh, I digress and I say, you know what? Um, so far, I don't regret that decision. Now I get to change my mind if something happens in the future. And I, cause I said right from the get go, when I, when I admitted that I got a lease, I'm like, this is my first time. Like, I think I, Understand it. it goes back to only investing in things you understand. I did research. Mm -hmm. I think I understand it. That doesn't mean it can't throw me a curveball some sometime down the, the line, but so far so good. Nice. You know what I, <clears throat> I know we've talked about it on a, a previous episode and, you know, I've said that I don't really have any regrets with, you know, any of the choices because it's led me right here, but I will say I do have a, a, a not necessarily a regret, per se, but I do wish that when we became debt-free the first go-around, I really do wish, Nino, that the program that we followed at that time really hit on some of the mindset stuff and really worked for the long-term success and the long-term financial health of, you know, our relationship, our marriage, you know, and, and our relationship with money because it didn't. And, and I don't want to, I'm not blaming it, but I, I learned how to obviously become debt-free, but I didn't learn how to stay debt-free. And I don't necessarily have a regret, but I do have a wish that, that I, that I didn't have to go into debt again, right. To learn some of those things, because that was, yeah. um, I, I really don't have my number, but I mean, I'm sure we're pushing upwards of $180,000 or, or more. Um, and that's, um, yeah, it was about $60,000 plus from 2006 to 2010 and closer to $89,000 from 2010 to 2018. So we actually went more into debt after I had been mm. debt free. Right? Mm. Um god. Eye opening. That was eye opening. So I wouldn't say it was a regret, but I do wish that I would have learned the steps and the mindsets necessary to stay debt free and and um because that that could have potentially saved us eight years of frustration and heartache and and marriage troubles and all that, which is a whole nother episode. But I just wanted to throw that out there that I don't necessarily have a lot of regrets, but I do wish um, we would have been able to learn the mindset, the stuff that would have lasted us uh, a lifetime the first go round. Because that second stint of being in debt and paying it off. I don't think was necessary. Mm. Um, if you don't mind me asking, you you had mentioned though um, some of that was medical, right? Or some was mm -hmm, some was medical. Yeah, and and so I can't like I don't think anybody can fault you for that one. Like you, it's not like you signed up for that. You weren't like oh it wasn't cosmetic. <laughs> it was no. you know, it was necessary. <laughs> It was, but I do believe that had we learned some some techniques to plan for some of that, that it maybe couldn't have been as bad. 
And I don't oh, okay. n- generally say, you know, good or bad when it's associated, but we didn't develop, we didn't learn some of the skills necessary to plan for those things that, that would come up. Um, and so even though some of it was medical and you don't plan for medical, I had a history of having some medical issues. So that, that wasn't a surprise. It was a matter of when is it going to happen? Not if, which mm-hmm. is with a lot of emergencies, the things that, you know, that happened with my son, that definitely we, we couldn't have necessarily planned for that specific to happen. But a lot of it was credit card debt, vehicles, um, attorney's fees, because I had gone through a divorce and incurred a, mm-hmm. a significant amount of attorney's fees. Um, you know, it, there, there was a lot involved. So I appreciate that, you know, with the medical, but I still believe that we could have, there was some skills that we missed that first go around that could have helped us plan better for the future. So um, in an effort to read between the lines, like maybe a, a heftier um, emergency fund, knowing like, okay, we're susceptible to medical bills we should probably be putting more into the emergency fund, that sort of thing, right? Like just planning mm-hmm. from that perspective. Absolutely. And, and um, having a separate fund, you know, not necessarily with a, because of my personality, right. And putting money into that, you know, that scarcity, this is where star- mm. scarcity kind of comes back. You know, if I put money into savings, I don't want to pull out of it. Right. But having that specific medical account, knowing that we were very likely going to have some out-of-pocket expenses, deductibles, and those things, um, having it set aside and planning for that could have made a significant difference for the mindset, you know, and and um, there were just a lot of things that happened during that time that I think, again, could be a whole different episode that we could, we could delve into because there's a lot of things that happened that I think could be really beneficial to people. But to your point, yes, having a, a higher peace of mind fund, having a specific medical fund, because that was already part of our life that we hadn't planned for in the future. Right. And, and, um, yeah, just, um, those are some of the things that I wish would have been different. Yeah. Well, there you have it. We've aired a little bit of our dirty laundry and there's probably more, but, um, <laughs> That's our time, as they say. (laughs) We get to go as long as we want. But uh, great conversation, as always. Our listeners, if you're ready to take your financial growth to the next level, you need to schedule your free discovery session with either Sarah or myself today. During your personalized session, we'll discuss your specific financial goals, gain clarity on your challenges, and explore how working with a financial coach can accelerate your progress. Don't miss out on this valuable opportunity. Book your free discovery call now and create the new money habits needed to achieve financial freedom. Always a pleasure, Sarah. Always a great conversation. And uh, we'll continue it again next time. Thank you for listening to the New Money Habits Podcast, brought to you by New Money Habits and Keeping Up with the Joneses Financial Coaching. Submit your questions to our host by emailing podcast at newmoneyhabits.com. Be sure to subscribe to be notified of future episodes. Join our growing group of like-minded people on Facebook and follow us on your favorite platform. Music provided by Summer School.